Tuesday, January 2nd, and it's so good to be with you once again. Oh, hold on. I forgot. I just saw myself in here. We got to turn the ambient lights on so you can see the fabulous studio that is behind me. Uh, welcome. It is good to have you here. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, Plusmas is over. Happy New Year. I think you get until like Friday to wish people a happy new year after that. It's over. It's officially over. It's got to be. Uh, we got new people in here, new names, new faces, a few I recognize, certainly a lot of regulars already, but uh, how about this, Barry Ford, Barry, Barry, I've seen you in here before, Happy New Year from Memphis, bang, bang indeed, thank you very much, uh, shush, a Happy New Year, Plusers, Otis Bird checking in for the first time in 20, I don't know if you were here yesterday, Otis, I missed you if you were, uh, Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, leave it to AJ Cruz to just drop the reality on us. New year, same old dickheads at work. I'm not even going to try. What, chingosas? Chingas? I, I get it. Uh, or maybe I don't. But look, uh, all I can tell you is that uh, you get until Friday to drop the Happy New Year's, and then you just got to drop that crap, right? But here we are. I know other stations are still on break. I know that people are being let down when they turn on their radio. Look, you're going to be let down when you turn on your radio, no matter where you turn on your radio these days. But uh, it's good to have you here. Sure is. Uh, as I'm ripping people for taking days off of work, I will let you know that tomorrow I will not be doing the show on Wednesday because we're bringing Jack to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's a whole day trip. Me, my mom, and Jack. Ozzy's back in daycare. Thank the Lord. That kid is nuts. Uh, so I am going to be grabbing one more day off, and then I, I, I promise pretty much to not have a day off for the rest of the whole freaking year, basically. It's, it's time to officially move the entire career to YouTube as it's happened. This is where we are. This is what I want to do. This is, this, it, it's gone from have to do to want to do very quickly. It really has. It's so much fun to hang out with you here, to be myself like never before, to be able to talk to you guys and communicate with you guys and gals like, like really never before. So it's just been, it's, it's been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome to be here, and uh, let's have a great 2024, and enough with that. Let's get right into the meat and potatoes of the fact that it's Rams week. Sort of. Kind of. Not even really. And by the way, thank God this game doesn't matter, okay? The amount of stress that would be attached to having to go play Cooper, Cooper Cup, Puka Nua, Tutu Atwell, while you're down Ambry Thomas... And if you don't win, you're not the one seed? I mean, come on. That is more stress than anybody needed to begin the new year, if you will. Uh, Ambry Thomas had hand surgery. He will be ready to go in the divisional round, apparently. And I don't even remember it, like seeing broken hand on the injury report. I guess I didn't look that much because it was, what, the holiday week? But um, Ambry Thomas played with this break in his hand against the Commanders. Uh, it wasn't an overtly obvious uh, uh, cast or anything on him, but apparently they taped him up as good as humanly possible, and he went out there and grit and bared it, and he played his rear end off, right? Uh, Ambry Thomas is the kind of guy that this team is going to need to be out there and be healthy to slow down opposing offenses once the price of poker and all these football games goes through the roof, which it's about to. Um, can you imagine, like I said, having to play the Rams, with a one seed on the line without one of your two starting corners? No thank you. So, good riddance. 
Like, I'm glad that Week 18 doesn't mean anything. What an absolute blessing for the 49ers, given this news about Ambry Thomas, that Week 18 really won't mean a thing for them. It won't. Um, you know, Ambry Thomas's broken hand could have been right at the center of a road game this postseason for the 49ers. Had they lost to the Rams. Now, if they lose to the Rams by 400 points, it doesn't even matter. Well, okay, 400 would be extreme. 300, I don't care. I don't care. You know, there's going to be some people who are going to try to sell you hard. Like, you always want your football team to go out and play well, and you, you do. Like, you want your offensive line to get its job done. You'd like to see your defensive line penetrate. No matter whose nameplate is on the back of that jersey, you want success. But I'll tell you right now, I will gladly forfeit and, you know, like, I, I, if I were Kyle Shanahan, I would. if the devil came up to me and made a deal right now, you lose 300 to nothing in the most embarrassing day of professional football ever recorded, but you go to the playoffs completely healthy, or you, you, you play a really tight game against the Rams that could go either way, but you're going to lose someone that matters in the postseason. You'll take the 300-point loss in health every single day of the week. That's the, You're playing for bigger table stakes than are sitting in the regular season. The 49ers are already collecting their chips and looking for the high rollers room. They're leaving the Gen Pop Casino, and they're going to the high rollers room. So that's all that matters. All that matters is going into that room with all your chips and ready to play. So um, if we were talking about, you know, who isn't playing, because you can't rest, ob obviously, everybody. Guys who are important are going to have to play some of this game. But if we had a not a single snap draft, I've come up with one. Here is my not a single snap to be played draft by the 49ers. Number one for week 18, because he got a little, you know, dinged up in his calf, looked like it was bothering him, because he looked like he actually got a little hurt in week 17, number one for my week 18 do not play him draft would be Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know he's not this team's quarterback, but I do believe that he is as important as any running back to any offense that we've ever seen. I mean, for this thing to really work, He's got to be out there. Um, so Christian McCaffrey, because of the injury, he's number one. Now, I got two names right on that number two line. Starting with Trent Williams, who we know has been playing banged up all year, and Trent needs as much rest as you can get him before the real bullets of the postseason start flying. And if Trent Williams isn't playing, therefore Brock Purdy can't play either. You probably thought Brock was going to be one of those first two names, but he's he's the third name, but I got him at that two line. No Trent, no Brock. That's the way it goes. So Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Brock Purdy have to be, I would think, full no-goes. Now maybe you get Brock Purdy out there for an opening drive just because he's a team starting quarterback and Peyton Manning didn't take, you know, final weeks off in his career. And that's, you know, th th there's, there is a, like a, a nobility to that, the I'm the captain, I'm the leader, it's a game day for the Niners on the quarterback, of course I'm playing, but without Trent Williams, I wouldn't even mess around with that. Uh, we don't need any more bona fides for Brock Purdy to respect him and 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 
be impressed by who he is and what he's done and what he means to this team. Keep him off the field. It's Sam Darnold time as far as I'm concerned, and I bet you it's going to be Sam Darnold time as far as the 49ers are concerned too. After that, I'm going to the defensive side of the ball, and I'm talking about Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw, when healthy, is a heat-seeking missile of just battering ram human being. When he's less than healthy, he's still that, but on a less grand scale. So Dre Greenlaw being completely healthy. And then I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball to tell you that George Kittle, when he is healthy and rested, he has, you know, a 100-yard receiving game. He is... Uh, a guy who puts his body through as much wear and tear as a tight end will get to because he thinks he's an offensive guard at the same time and he plays accordingly. So getting Kittle, who it's very, very lucky he didn't have his entire leg broken in the uh, commander's game, getting him the rest. I mean, just, you know, Charlie Warner, go ahead, have at it. You're the tight end today. Um, uh, after that, Debo and Brandon Ayuk I would put out there in the do-not-play draft. But Debo solid as a rock, although injury prone. Let's not even bring that up. Um, you know, a, a snap or two for him wouldn't be out of the question, but it's not a heavy workload for him or Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I would get as many practice squad wide receivers dressed and ready to play in this game. And then finally, Eric Armstead, who hasn't been playing because of injury, obviously. You're not going to play him as he's recovering from plantar fasciitis, whatever the problem with the foot is that's disturbing him. You're going to get him off the field. You wanted him off the field anyway, so he's clearly not going. And then Nick Bosa is obviously incredibly important. If anything were to happen in him in a meaningless game against the Rams, I'm sure Kyle would never be able to forgive himself. So there you go. I mean, it would be great if we could just healthy scratch McCaffrey, Williams, Purdy, Greenlaw, George Kittle, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa. And everybody else, you're going to have to go play a little, but, you know, the minute you can get Javarius Ward off the field, you do it. The minute you can get anyone who, again, I just, God, it's, it's too bad forfeit isn't like a legitimate option for a team that's already clinched a one seed because... If that were an option, Kyle Shanahan could exercise. I think at this point in his coaching life cycle, he would exercise it. Kyle knows what happens when he doesn't win the Super Bowl. The noise never stops. Can you imagine, just for a moment, living in a world where Kyle Shanahan has won a Super Bowl? What would they be saying about the Niners then? You know, what's the weak link then? Because if Kyle Shanahan were to win a Super Bowl this year, then Brock Purdy has won a Super Bowl. And so many people who cover sports only understand Super Bowl good, not Super Bowl bad. So if Kyle and Brock were to get their Super Bowls, a lot of the idiots out there would finally understand they're good, they're not bad. And what would the noise be? It'd be a beautiful silence. It'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful if the dumbest contributors to football conversations, either at the local level, the network level, the YouTube level, the podcast level, the idiot at the end of the bar level, the drunk guy on New Year's Eve who came up to you and wouldn't stop talking about, Kyle can't win the big one. Imagine if that was, it's literally the only lever that they have left to pull. That's it. It's all they've got left on the Niners. The only thing they've got left to pull in the here is my reason to not believe department 
is imagine if they didn't even have that. Again, the silence would be deafening and beautiful. It'd be gorgeous. So uh, it, it's good to have you here. Thank you so much for, for stopping on by. Cheers to y'all. I'm going to take what uh, this, I, I, I made my coffee a little late. This might be too hot to officially drift into sip of the day status. Let's find out together. No, we're good. There it is. I don't even know if we had a sip of the day uh, on Monday. So there's your first sip of the day at 2024. So I think that officially means you don't have to wish Happy New Year to anybody anymore. i got to get the sip of the day sponsored. I really do. i gotta, I got to call Phil's. It's my preferred sip of the day. Um, speaking of the sponsors that I do prefer, n- no one ranks higher on the preferred sponsor uh, because he's like an actual real friend in life, too. Uh, my man Ike has got a delicious sandwich for you last year. He's got a delicious sandwich for you this year. He's going to have a delicious sandwich waiting for you from beyond the grave, I'm sure. Like, Ike's is such an awesome company. It's such a growing company that it's going to be around forever. And uh, that means you can eat good sandwiches forever. Get yourself the Ike's Reward app. Start earning your way towards free sandwiches. You're going to be very happy that you did. I promise you that. I really do. Um, By the way, somebody told me, if you're wondering why my hands aren't very visible today, somebody told me that, um, and I really appreciate the note that someone sent me on Twitter about turning off that stupid thing that was allowing my hand to trigger, like a thumbs up thing that turned my computer into a frozen screen that happened at the end of Monday's show. Um, I think I've turned that off at the end of this show today. We'll experiment, but I'm I'm almost afraid to use my hands. I'm like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands right now, except wrap them around an Ike's sandwich and have a delicious lunch. So I suggest that you do that. Uh, how about those games last night? If you had any money riding on them, I hope you put that money down on mybookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up for a 50% deposit match. I mean, Super Bowl's coming up, college championship game's coming up, March Madness isn't even too far away anymore. So it's a great time to get yourself a great dependable betting service and a site to go to that is offshore, which means there's a casino. You can play blackjack, you can play poker, you can play slots. You can do anything you basically want to do that you could do in a casino at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up. And uh, I'm telling you right now that Dr. Paul Hughes has changed the way I bend over, kneel down, get on the floor to play with my kids, because instead of having knee replacement surgery, I have had cellular stem cell replacement in my knee. This is Dr. Paul Hughes' specialty. Avoid surgery by going to orthopedicsurgeries.com. That's Dr. Paul Hughes' website. His offices are in San Mateo. Go and check it out if you're having pain in your elbow, your shoulder. I get these comments. I get messages. I get DM'd on Instagram. Damon, my knee is killing me. Tell me a little bit more about this. Tell me how it works for you. I don't even know how it works. All I can testify is to the results of what Dr. Paul Hughes did to me. My knee feels good. Your joints will feel good. And uh, we all love, hey, we all love good joints here on this station, this channel. We, We know that for sure. Um, two amazing endings 
in college football playoffs last night, right? I mean, those were just fantastic. You had the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl going from, I don't know, it's not forgettable, but semi-forgettable action until you get to the fourth quarter of both of those games, and then a little bedlam breaks out very late in the Michigan game, and you had bedlam breaking out to the final second of the Washington-Texas game to where the Huskies did everything they could to screw things up for the Pac-12 more than even Larry Scott did. Oh, hi, excuse me. Jack is here. Jack, I'm on the air right now, but if you want to come on in and say hi to everybody, you can. I'm doing a show right now. Jack and I are going to be going back to the Exploratorium today. He had so much fun. Jack, say hi to everybody. Hi. There he is. Jack, don't be a broadcaster when you grow up. The entire industry has just been a disaster, and I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. Maybe you want to create your own content one day. Hopefully you go out and you get yourself a real job. Do you want to, you, you, I mean, my man speaks Chinese. Uh, can you count to 10 in Chinese for everyone? I mean, that was 10 things. I hope it was 10. But there he is. Oh, and here comes mom to rescue the show. Thank you, Jillian. Jillian, the executive producer and family corraller here and CEO of the Plus. Jack just counted the Chinese right on YouTube. He was told not to come in. If that doesn't favor the algorithm, I don't know what will. Were we talking about college football? I'm pretty sure that we were. Um, again, a fantastic finish for Washington as they are nearly blowing it. Texas, uh, you know, some of the plays that they ran with a few seconds left on the clock make you think that, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is a great play caller right up until he dials up some really risky plays at the wrong time. Um, Jim Harbaugh, has got to be feeling himself right now. Alabama losing at the Rose Bowl. Not a lot of people expected to see that, but you saw that last night in overtime. They get stuffed on a what-was-that-play, final play of a game, Alabama. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by some of the late-game play from some of the better teams in college football, and that includes the winner. Again, Washington had the one unfortunate injury that stopped a clock when they were looking to bleed clock at the end of the game, but the sequence of plays before that injury bordered on negligence. But I'm really happy that Michael Penix Jr., who started his career at Indiana, oh, that hurts. Michael Penix Jr., I hope you win a national championship, kid, and I seriously hope you're going to be the number one pick in the draft. I, I would take you before I took Caleb Williams. I, I would take Penix as the first quarterback off the board. Do I have some bias in that? I do, but I also think I'm looking at this through an unbiased eye, and what I see when I look at that kid is playa, playa. I see a grown man. I see someone who's accountable. Um, I didn't like the way that... Caleb Williams ducked out of any media responsibility when the going got tough at the end of USC season. Uh, didn't like that at all. I think that that is a little bit of something that you need to be concerned about at the next level. 
Um, again, part of what makes Brock Purdy such a great pro so early in his career isn't just what we're seeing on the field. It's what he does off the field. It's how he deals with media. It's how he deals with adversity. It's how he deals with controversy, even when there really isn't any around him. But it's how he deals with everything on a mature, I face the music, I answer questions level. I don't know if I see that in Caleb Williams. Now, maybe it's Lincoln Riley's fault. Maybe. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because, look, Caleb Williams, whoever gets that guy, is getting a, a special, talented player. But nothing in college, nothing you saw last night, nothing you have ever seen on a college football field dictates NFL success. It doesn't. And having said that, this next NFL draft looks like it's going to be loaded with playmakers. Not just quarterbacks, but the Deep wide receiver draft looks like it's coming at us. Um, there's talent everywhere these days. So, I mean, there was talent in the final pick of Brock Purdy's draft, if you don't mind me saying. So you can find talent anywhere. Uh, we will have a national championship game Monday in Houston. We will have ourselves a... Uh, um, a, a, a look, what I wish we could do is move... Washington versus Michigan to the Rose Bowl. Like, I don't want to take anything away from you, Houston, but how cool would it be if we got one, like, traditional classic Rose Bowl matchup in the Rose Bowl? I mean, Michigan wouldn't even have to fly back to Ann Arbor. They could just stay in Pasadena for a week. By the way, did you know that the City Hall in Pasadena is the City Hall that they use for all the exterior shots of the Pawnee City Hall and Parks and Rec. If you didn't know that, feel free to share that at your next dinner. You'll impress uh, everyone at the table. Funniest thing I read so far today on the internet um, is uh, Not Sports Center, which is a parody Twitter handle. Uh, said that the college football playoff committee has advanced Alabama to the national championship game over Michigan. Uh, and then they come up with a fake quote saying, uh, it was a tough decision for all of us, but Alabama now has two quality losses and Michigan can't say that. Uh, we think this will prove to, to be the right call. That's pretty funny. No, but look, Michigan earned it. They did. And it's been a tumultuous year and it's been an easy year to think Jim Harbaugh a bit of a snake, a bit of a cheat, a bit of a getting away with murder guy who's been suspended for almost as many games as he coached this year. Um, it's, a, it's a weird, weird, weird season. And for them to have negotiated this weird season all the way to the title game speaks to the kids on that team and what they've accomplished. even though I would normally root Big Ten. Even though I would normally root Big Ten in a national championship game beyond the fact like it being Purdue. Like I'll never root for Purdue to get to the Final Four much when a national championship, so forget that. I'll root for every other team in the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament, not Purdue. We have to have some standards around here. I'm going to be pulling for Washington. I, I, it's Michael Penix, and technically, it's about to be a Big Ten team anyways. So either way, sorry, Conference of Champions. We're taking that from you, too. That sucks. It really does. I wish we could go back in time and hit the reset button. Look at Ike. I mean, this is why I love Ike. 
Ike is telling me, I better get that Happy New Year in right now. He's in here every day. Thank you so much, Ike. Somebody says that the, uh, the, the mic sounds off. This isn't one of those shows where I'm, I don't have the actual mic on, is it? Hold on. Oh, hold on. The, the, something is funny. Let me see if I can fix this on the fly. Roadcaster Pro, boom. Roadcaster Pro, boom. I mean, these were already selected. I don't know why this does. I seriously. I I think I'm going through the computer mic today. I'm sorry about that. But you, I mean, look at it this way. You are discerning listeners. Absolutely discerning listeners. I don't know why this isn't working. I don't know why this isn't going through. That bothers me. I gotta get I gotta dump restream and get over to StreamYard. It's better. It really is. Leslie saying, Damon, the aquarium with uh, with the boys is special. Enjoy your day. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day tomorrow. It's going to be a real fun day tomorrow. I feel like I should just move this mic out of the way at this point. Lean into the computer a little bit more so you can hear me better. Uh, all right. God, I hate that. Ugh. All right. Well, we're close to the end of this anyways, right? Um, because we've said everything that we needed to say about those games last night, and we've talked about how meaningless, even though we're going to try to find some meaning in this Rams game, there really isn't any. The meaning is get to the postseason. Uh, let's talk about the fact that the Golden State Warriors are playing basketball this Tuesday evening, and they're riding a three-game losing streak. They haven't won a game since the night before Christmas Eve. And look, they've lost to the Miami Heat without Butler or Lowry. They lose to the Mavericks without Kyrie, Maxi Kleber, or Seth Curry. And now here comes the Orlando Magic rolling in the Chase Center, a lot better than the Orlando Magic that you've normally seen over the last decade and a half. 20 years, however long it's been since the Orlando Magic have mattered. Uh, this is a pretty good team. And the Warriors aren't. They really aren't. Not right now. Uh, they're 9-8 and eight at home. We're 32 games into a season, and Kerr hasn't even come close, it feels like, to figuring out what he's got with the players that he's got, or he's putting too much hope in players he's got, finding the fountain of youth in a season where their youth is far behind them. Um, Moses Moody goes from, he's definitely going to be part of the rotation in Kerr's post-game comments to coach DNPs not too many games later. That's incredibly frustrating. You know, this is all while Clay is taking a 1-for-11 night. So that sucks. Um, you know, it stinks that this team of such good shooters is missing wide open threes. Wide open. This isn't about just Clay jacking up bad shots. It's wide open threes that are being missed. It's brutal. And let's be honest, the reason why I think the Orlando Magic might come here and bring that winning or the losing streak to four in a row with three straight losses at home on this long homestand to begin this homestand is because. Curry's in a bit of a shooting funk right now. He's averaging only 23 points over his last 10 games, and it feels like if Curry's not north of 30, the Warriors really don't have a shot. 
Kaminga is officially better than Wiggins. He has been all year. <coughs> but he's going to have his hands full with a very good front court tonight. Um, you know, Franz Wagner, Paulo Boncharo, uh, th th these guys can play. Watch Jonathan Isaac come off the bench to gobble up the Warriors' interior tonight with Draymond being out again. It better be a lot of Trace Jackson Davis. Kevon Looney is not as good as Trace Jackson Davis. I'm sorry, it's the truth. Trace Jackson Davis is the best option at the five for the Warriors. Full stop. Full stop. And I love Kevon Looney. But not as much as I love Trace Jackson Davis. Now, Draymond Green continues to serve his suspension for assholery. So that's happening. You know, and, and you know, unless he comes back and he is simply amazing the rest of the way, this guy will have played a lead role in murdering back-to-back -back Warrior seasons. Great job, Draymond. You know, you might have four rings, but you definitely were a huge part of losing another one, and you've then murdered two seasons. So four rings and three murdered seasons. Starting to balance out in a, in a negative way. And this is the last thing I got for you today, okay? This is the last thing I got for you here. Because I think I am on to the single biggest shame of the Warriors season. I found it, and I haven't seen this anywhere. I didn't lift this from some article. I was just looking at stats, looking at the league this morning, and this is ridiculous, okay? I'm about to share with you something that is fucking ridiculous. Chris Paul replacing Jordan Poole was going to cut down on turnovers in such dramatic fashion that that right there alone should be six, seven, eight more wins than you saw last year. That's what Steve Kerr told me. When I was at the Trace Jackson Davis presser, the Brandon Pajemski just got drafted presser, Steve and I talked for a little bit in the corner, and he said, look, man, our analytics guys have looked at this. From a turnover standpoint, Chris Paul might be no spring chicken, but just how careful he is with the ball, that's going to make our entire team turn the ball over less. Subtracting Jordan, the human turnover, <coughs> excuse me, is going to make our team turn the ball over less. And in that alone, if we don't improve in any other area, if Trace Jackson Davis can't play, if Brandon Pajemski can't play, in that one area alone, Chris Paul for Jordan Poole, fewer turnovers on that alone, we're going to be better by six, seven games. Do you realize that the Washington Wizards are turning the ball over less this season than the Golden State Warriors? I mean, wasn't Jordan Poole the number one culprit? He's the guy who had to go? Come on. What are we doing? The Wizards are at 13 turnovers a game. The Warriors are at 14.6 turnovers a game. They were an NBA dead last 15.7 turnovers per game last season. Again, they're at 14.6. They're averaging just one fewer turnover than one game last year with this team laden with veteran guards. That's 
Gross. That's terrible. It's terrible. So, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. Chris Paul in, Jordan Poole out. The Wizards average fewer turnovers than you do. Stop the sloppy play, for Christ's sakes. Yosarian watching from Houston's airport. He's flying home soon. I hate when the mic doesn't work well. I really do. Ooh, local enterprise broadcasting. It was... They will say it's just an easy year in the league. There's no winning with the pundits. They're always going to criticize the Niners. Thank you for the super chat. You might be right. Let's find out what happens with another Super Bowl. A lot of people enjoyed the Jack cameo. Hi, Jack. Hey, Jack. Hello, Jack. Postman in Capitola. Thank you, Postman. He's saying that, uh, oh no, the broadcaster I don't think is plugged in today. So uh, that's a very nice welcome. Uh, Goddamn, bravo. Uh, Jack learning his Chinese. It's unbelievable, right? We totally stumbled into this, by the way. We had no designs on that happening. It just kind of happened. Rick Mighty Bone. Look at this. Damon, veteran pro move. Handling kin interruption, segueing right back into the show. I mean, if I were a real pro, a real pro, I would have figured out a way to have the microphone on. Damn it. Look, I love you all very, very much. I hear chaos upstairs. I really do. Chaos. Uh, Ike is saying, look, it's not bad audio, but it's different. If it's not perfect, I don't like it. I'm just an audio stickler. All this time into my career, I have to have perfect audio. And so I, I, I have to say goodbye. And we'll get it right when we're back on Thursday. Again, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Look, keep watching. There could be an emergency broadcast with otters from the Monterey Bay Aquarium. But in the meantime, let me remind you that sports don't build character. They reveal it. Thanks so much for watching.